This podcast is proudly sponsored by Black Nova Designs, proudly providing small, medium and large businesses with a professional, affordable solution to all website design, development and website hosting requirements in a succinct, friendly and understanding way. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson and I'm from Fine Surveyors and this is episode number 22. And tonight we are here with Lisa Johnson. Hello Lisa, how are you? Hey, I'm good, thanks. Good, good. So tell me all about what's your business called, what do you do and everything everyone needs to know about you. Wow. <laughs> in one go. Okay, let's give that All in one go. <laughs> um, so um, my business is Lisa Johnson Coaching. It's been through a variety of names but that's what it is right now. Um, and I help entrepreneurs add passive income or semi-passive income streams into their business so that they can work less but make a lot more money. I've been doing that for about three years now. And um, wow. I didn't start doing that. <laughs> it evolved. So in what sort of way do you um, help them make passive income? So either we hear this, we hear these words all all the time as yeah. entrepreneurs. So what what tangibly do you do for these guys? Yeah. So the tangible way that I help, I've got a system called the Cash System, which I've trademarked, and that system shows people how to add things in like courses, memberships, things like drop shipping, ebooks, anything really where you're going from one to one to one to many, and there are so many different ways we can do that now. Um, so that's that's the main part of what I do. Um, but I didn't always do that. I actually started my business six years ago as a wedding planner, which is something completely different. Oh, wow. That, but it must have taught you so many skills, though, especially being able to deal with people under pressure. Because I, I mean, I only got married for the second time, but I only got married um, last December. So I, you know, it's still very fresh in my mind how stressful that period is so you must be on the go know how to deal with crisis in a single second yeah i'm very calm um i've been married three times so i'm beating you oh i love it (laughs) yeah i i was a wedding planner and it was it was stressful but i really did enjoy it um but it wasn't my passion my real passion came from helping others and i didn't know that at the time so i started as a wedding planner simply because i had twins unexpectedly um and when they were five months old i went back to work and i worked in an investment bank at the time um in london so the hours were crazy like 80 hour weeks and then my twins came along I went back, realised I was never going to see them again. <laughs> they were five months old and I was working all the time. So I had to make a change. So I decided to work, you know, as a PA, nine to five, near my house, just so that I could at least see them in the morning, put them to bed. And while I was there, I was getting bored. And so decided to start a business. Didn't know anything about business, by the way. <laughs> I never had a business, but thought, I'm going to give this a go. Um, started this wedding planning company called Carmela Weddings, still going strong. It's not mine anymore. It's sold off. But um, I, in the first year, got 13 full planning weddings, which was amazing. But at the end of the year, because I knew nothing about business, I worked out that we'd made £1.15 an hour. <laughs> so that was never going to allow me to leave my nine to five. Um, which was a nightmare. So at this point, I was truthfully about 30,000 in debt. And so 
I was like, I either need to quit this and realize that from forever now, my nine to five is going to be the only way I actually make money. Or I can get a business coach, which I just just started hearing about business coaches, um, and throw another 10K at that and get even more into debt. So obviously that's the one I went with. And within a, about four months after working with her, um, my whole business turned around and Carmela Weddings became the biggest uh, urban wedding planners company in the UK. And just went That's insane. So where, how did you go about looking for your business coach? there's so many out there like you said um and it feels sometimes like for me because I, I you know i i know at some point i'm gonna um need a business coach i want a business coach and all of that but at the minute i'm doing the you know traditional round robin of yes. i'm too busy for a business coach i need a business coach i'm too busy for business. <laughs> <laughs> but how did you go about finding the right person for you because it's very personal isn't it it's really personal but also it was quite easy for me because i'm very what you'd call non-woo you know, I'm all about strategy. And so when I was looking for a coach, there were barely any that didn't at least 20% talk about manifesting universal laws. And I didn't want any of that. I wanted pure strategy. So it narrowed the market down very, very small. And so I found one that I just got on with really, because I knew I was going to have to work with her who was in the wedding industry. So she understood my industry. And, um, Really, when we boil it down, the, the main thing that changed my entire business was knowing who my ideal client was. I hadn't heard of this ideal client, you know, client avatar thing before. Um, and she taught me all about that and we used it and it completely changed everything. And so then about a year and a half later, when everybody was asking me, how have you done this? How have you gone from nowhere to, to being so well known um, and getting clients i started telling people the stuff by then i'd had four business coaches and you know it was into the whole self-development thing reading every book going um so started talking to my friends about how they could do it and just giving them tips and they started making loads of money and saying that how i was explaining things was non-jar I, I can't do jargon and so i try and do it in a really step-by-step -step, very easy way and it was working so that's when lisa johnson coaching was born i thought well hold on a minute i think i can make better money in less hours doing this um and did first six months hit 6k first year hit 220,000. and i'm in year three now just hit year three yesterday and i'm on seven figures so it just went it just was the right thing for me to do. And so we sold the business at Carmela Weddings. Well, we actually gave it away. Oh, wow, that's incredible. It must be quite lovely to see that it's still going, actually. It is, it's really nice. We only did it uh, middle of last year because this business was my baby and it had been sitting there. And for a year I'd done nothing with it. You know, we were saying no to people that wanted to book weddings because Lisa Johnson coaching had taken off and I spend six months of my life now traveling around the globe um, teaching and speaking and that kind of thing and it wasn't I couldn't do both and so we were gonna sell the business and we interviewed lots of people that wanted to buy the business but all of them were just like about the money you know how much is it gonna make me what's the guarantees and I was like this is a business you have to nurture you know you have to fall in love with wedding planning you don't really do it for the money you will make some money but you're never gonna make a lot of it um, and so in the end we had a little competition where we said 
anybody that's always wanted to be a wedding planner that wants to skip the first five years of trying to make it have a full portfolio of amazing weddings and all the branding and be known in the industry um, apply and we had hundreds of applications and there was one that just really stood out she was very our kind of um, brand you know really cool edgy a bit darker than the you know everything pastel she didn't want to do any of that she wanted to do shoreditch cool which is what we did and so we gave it to her and she's running it now successfully oh i love that story so you say a lot we 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 and obviously it's lisa johnson coaching so who is the we who's the team yeah so the team now is me and my husband um so a year and a half ago now um i said to sam who's my husband you if you want to you can leave work you don't need to be working anymore he was a a contracts manager in a housing association. He didn't love his job. It was okay, but he didn't love it. So he said, you can leave if you want. If you can deal with the kids stuff and be the stay at home parent um, and do a little bit of stuff for me, he's a brilliant writer. So I was like, you can do all my copy for my sales pages. Um, and he was like, jumped at the chance. And it meant then, cause I was traveling everywhere that he could come to and the kids could come. So, you know, no more four weeks holiday and any of that. So he left and then very quickly, started doing my sales pages and wrote my copy for my website and so people started saying who did your website who did your sales pages and now he has his own business sam johnson copywriting and um i've lost him to that so <laughs> he doesn't do my stuff anymore but yeah i say we but really it's me i have a pa that i just took on um about four weeks ago but we got to to the seven figure mark with just me and a tech pa that is insane i because i there's me and my business partner claire who you you've obviously um liaised with and she does all she's very practical and organized and all of that and i do all the madness yeah (laughs) and that works perfectly for us but there's no way i could do it on my own i just couldn't and it has got to the point now where i feel like that well like like I'm doing everything and although I make passive income so that side of things is easy because it's all you know I don't have to do anything for two months and I'll still get paid you still have to do something especially profile raising kind of stuff being online all the time that kind of thing and that has been driving me crazy over the past six months but now I have Abby and she's like taken so much off my plate so it's like feels good again yeah, we're both looking forward to employing a VA soon as well so that there's, it spreads the load yeah. even thinner. Because you, like you said, you have to be so visible all the time that it's yeah. almost a full-time job. It, the visibility and, is. Yeah. Because my, uh, my friends and family say, you know, that, that they never stop seeing my face. And I'm yeah. like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but then you know you're doing a good job. If yeah. somebody says that, like, I'm sick of seeing you. Like, yes, it's working. <laughs> so sick of seeing your face. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> so when you're not doing all of this Lisa Johnson stuff, yeah. what is Lisa Johnson doing? What do you Ooh. like doing in your spare time? Lots of different things. I'm an anti-bullying campaigner. Um, so I do a lot of work for Bullies Out, which is a charity in the UK, um, mainly because my whole childhood was like me being bullied. And um, when I was 15, I had a knife to my throat with, with 30 other girls cheering her on. You know, it was that kind of thing. And that's just because the only reason I was bullied is because I grew up in a very poor household on a council estate and I got a scholarship to a private boarding school. I didn't board, but I went, and from then on, it was just horrific. Um, so because of that, and I was bullied like in my first job, and 
I think I became a bit of a victim. Um, it took a lot for me to become confident, to be able to go visible. And so I really want to help other people who have been bullied, either as children, because it does stay with you. Um, but also, it didn't stop when I was an adult. As soon as I came into the online coaching world, I was bullied online. So, you know, it continues and we need to deal with those problems. So, I do does, it, does it bother you being bullied online? I mean, possibly because of your experiences, it's more of an issue yeah. for you. But I, so as you'll find throughout this podcast and, and, you know, as we get to know each other more, I genuinely do not care what anyone else thinks about me. So I've been very lucky in my life that I've, never really been bullied I mean people have tried don't get me wrong that I've you know there's definitely been attempts yeah. to bully but because I'm like Teflon it, it, it doesn't, doesn't do it doesn't stick no it doesn't yeah. but I am fiercely protective of people so I am very anti-bullying and I do and um, my ex-husband still loves to say that I'll, I'll, I'll fight the ants you know it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is or why it is I will fight anyone for, yeah. for somebody else's you know, um, yeah. freedom of thought and expression and, you know, yeah. who they are and how they are and everything like that. So, 100% with you. But does it bother you, the stuff online? Because it, I get it, it every day and it doesn't bother me in the no. slightest. No, so now it doesn't. I get it every day now. So, it did at the beginning. So, like, in my first year, I was bullied really badly by a coach that I'd paid to work with, um, who I guess was to end. And really badly online with lots of other people in the industry who she knew and, and obviously they were quite at the top and I was new so that was terrifying for me because it just triggered exactly how I'd felt at school and I was like here we go again but I've been doing so much mindset work with you know mindset coaches and development on my own self-esteem that actually in the last six months when I've been bullied like a duck you know water off ducks but I really do not care and I'm the kind of person that's Marmite anyway, because I do stick up for others who are being, you know, told that they're small in any way. And I do things like put my Stripe account online to show how much money I'm making. You know, as a business coach, I like to show what's possible. And not everybody likes that way of doing things. So I'm always going to be a bit Marmite. So I've had to get used to it. I'm always going to have that. Um, but I'm all right with it. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, you know, I, I don't care what other people say about me, but I've also, <laughs> I've also never had a desire to fit in either. I, I couldn't genuinely couldn't think of anything worse than being, you know, uh, liked by all or, or or anything like that. So, so I, you know, I resonate completely with this um, whole marmite thing, and 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 I, I would advocate that everybody should be marmite yeah. because if everybody was for everybody then there would be nobody for nobody so and in, and in reality if you're not marmite you're vanilla and if you're vanilla you're just attracting nobody you know if you have to stand for something you have to have some kind of movement or, or want something um and i think that if you're too busy people pleasing then you just fade yeah <laughs> completely <laughs> so you spoke earlier about how your business flourished from uh, doing your ICA work and ideal client avatar. So tell us, who is your ideal client now? Yeah, so it's, it's changed and it moves when I move, I think. Um, so now it's somebody that's had a little bit of success with one-to-one, -one, but really wants to do less work and make more money, like scale their business by doing one-to-many. 
Um, and I believe anyone can do that. I'm not of the belief, as some people say, that you know you have to have done five years one-to-one before you can start making passive income, that kind of thing. I just don't believe that. I've had people that have made passive income from ridiculous things, you know, not work-related things, Caribbean cooking, liking the theatre. All these different things can be made into memberships. And so I really don't believe it has to be so serious that you know we have to do the one-to-ones first. You can have whichever business model you want right from the start. Yeah, I think it's all about what you have passion for because people have to believe in what you're saying. So for me, I'm I'm fiercely um, an advocate for every business that has their own business premises to always get advice before they sign a lease, to never sign a lease that they don't understand, to never be in a situation where they don't feel confident in what they are signing up to. And I, you know, scream from the rooftops this every day and I could speak passionately passionately about this all the time other people would find that you know, this boring thing they've ever heard in their whole entire life but for the right person yeah. they would soak that up and that's and you know i agree with you if you are passionate about what you do you could speak to the right person all day long yeah and, and i'm a massive believer that profit follows passion if you're not passionate about it, you won't make any money from it anyway and what you do is so needed i can't tell you the amount of clients that have gone wrong and put money into premises without checking anything because they don't understand the law or they don't understand the leases. It's so important. Yeah, and that's what my business came from. So I've been advising the government for the past six years and and come across these businesses that, you know, they're either going out of business or they're struggling or, you know, because they've signed leases that they just don't understand and and leases aren't written in, you know, everyday English. They're not easy. I'm an idiot. I get them. You know, (laughs) this is, this is, I like reading leases. I'm weird. But that's so, what I'm like with passive income, I get it. Like when you like something, so other people come to me and they hate the idea of, you know, growing an audience and nurturing an audience and how to launch properly and all of that kind of stuff. It lights me up. Like it fascinates me. Yeah. And that's, you know, because you're not woo, but that is your, you know, area of excellence or your area of, you know, yeah. expertise. And that, you know, because that's our joy. If somebody, like my husband's a golf pro and literally even looking at his golf clubs just makes me go oh god what boring how boring you know i've been seeing play once in my whole entire life and i was just like oh god i can't imagine much worse than than playing golf but watching golf (laughs) no dull as dishwater but that is his you know area of excellence completely it's hilarious i was talking today um to my friends oh no it was it was a lady online and she was saying, you know, it took her eight attempts to pass her driving test. She's got no hand-eye coordination. I said, I've got excellent hand-eye coordination. My husband is a golf pro. He has no hand-eye coordination whatsoever. He nails it every single time. He's amazing. Get yeah. it? Whatever. Boring. But I cannot hit a ball. No, and it's it funny, just it? is insane. Yeah, it blows my mind. So <laughs> are you, do you have any sporting prowess? Are you no. into anything? No. 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 None. And I have... Eight-year-old twins who like watching football and, and playing all their sporty things. A husband who loves football and I'm just so not into any of it. Like, it just, it bores me to tears. And luckily, one of my twins has now started to like musical theatre and doing all those kind of things with me and afternoon tea at the Ritz and all of that. So I'm like, yes, let's, let's separate <laughs> 
thank God for that. Yeah. No, I'm really lucky. I'm into my my sports. You know, I like to run. I like to box. I like to you know train a lot. I'm in the gym. You know, practically every day. I love all of that stuff. Wow. I love. I love watching rugby with my husband. Brilliant. Please don't make me watch golf. And, and then, you know, and my kids hate all of that. Oh, so wow. I've got them for like afternoon teas and, you know, and my daughter's into, exactly. My daughter's into musical theatre. I can go to the theatre, you know, all of that thing. So I've got somebody for everything. That is something. See, I, I've never been to a gym. I've never bothered doing any of that. kind. I'm just no good at it. I just me. I would dance if somebody gave me a dance class for five hours. I could do that, but that's like the level. I tried Zumba once. I'm not that. Yeah. No, I'd rather kill myself. That that drove me insane. <laughs> not for me. Oh, I, I wish you lived near here because we've got such an amazing dance teacher, Naomi. You, you'll have to come and visit, and you'll have to come to a dance class because yeah. she is incredible. That girl can shake her ass like you've never seen in your whole entire life. Love it. So you have to come and visit St Albans now and come oh, dance class with road. us. You're literally down the road. I'll come to St Albans. There you go. Right, dance class. Naomi, <laughs> if you're watching, you've got to come. <laughs> so what's happening with um, Lisa Johnson coaching then? What can we see coming up? A lot. There's a lot going on. So at the beginning of last year, um, I wrote my goals list for the year thinking, you know, when you write it and you're sort of humoring yourself because <laughs> you're told to write big goals and they all came true. So the first thing that happened was I got a Forbes article written about me and it went viral. So that was amazing. I hit the seven figures. And then the third one I really wanted was to go to Necker Island and meet Richard Branson. And I've been invited to go. So I'm going in June. So that's going to be really fun. I'm really looking forward to it. That is amazing. So I've started doing goals and dreams and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I've been, I don't know if you know her, Rachel Hollis. I've been, yeah. what, yes, I've been following her way of doing it because it, it works, it works for me. It's, it's, I found it, I love it, I'm doing it. Yeah. So um, basically you write your goals, but as if they've already happened. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I've made my first million, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But she says, and, and it has to be 10 year goals. Not that you have to wait 10 years, but you know, Big goals. Exactly. And she says they have to be so embarrassing that if someone picked up that goal list, you'd be absolutely mortified. Yeah. And everything I write, I go, oh, God, yeah. And then I think, no, actually, I'm not embarrassed. And I just say it online to everyone. I'm Let going. Happen. Exactly. I want my own TV show, a bit like location, 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 for, but for business premises. That's going to happen in the next 10 years because that's what I, I want. I actually see that happening for you. Exactly. And the, day, and the day that I wrote it, it was like, oh my God, that's so outlandish. Now, I'm like... Yes, like Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know. Every, every week, I'm like, right, find something more crazy and write it down. Write down. And I say to all of my friends, think of something insane. Write that down. That's what you're aiming for. Yeah. So what's, what's the... Have you got an insane thing that you can tell us that you're... This year, I would like to uh, write a book and get it traditionally published. That's my goal for this year. That's the one thing I want to do. There are other things that I want that are, that are smaller. I want to do a lot more charitable stuff. But the insane one that feels like it could never happen is that one. So what's the book going to be? Is it going to be a business book or is it? I want to do, like, because of my childhood, I mean, I've had a crazy childhood where my dad brought me up. He's Maltese, so we're half Maltese. We were then in the Mormon religion. My dad then married somebody with nine kids. It's just been crazy. I got married at 17 to a five-year-old. Um, and so 
I feel like. Whoa, 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 whoa. A lot has let's, happened. Let's just dial that one back. So, 17 to 35 year old. Yeah, that didn't go. It wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can imagine. But remember that at that time, I was being bullied daily. And so I just went for safety and, and you know, that, that seemed like the easiest thing. Now I look back, I can see where all of these things have come from. I've had RTT, you know, I've, I've dealt with this kind of stuff and I can see. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy... And this book, I'd like to talk about passive income and write about starting a business and, and a business journey. But I think that in reality, it needs to be littered with things that have happened to me because I had to work really hard on my money mindset because of where I came from. And if I hadn't have done that work, there's no way I'd be making money. You know, lots of things that have happened to me have meant they've made me stronger. And I've done things because of the bad things that have happened. So I'm a true believer in, in using adversity to actually fuel your success. No, I, I am completely. In fact, my business started from the fact that me and my ex-husband we're very good friends so this isn't against him i've literally just got off the phone to him so kev not bad mouth from you never do um but he we we split up because he was an epic arsehole and liked sleeping with other women and and from that i lost everything you know twenty-five thousand pounds worth of debt i had no business anymore you know i had the kids i didn't have an income and it was just do I wallow in self-pity? Do I, you yeah. know, sink into this £25,000 worth of debt? Or do I go say, you know, a massive fuck you yeah. and make it work? And and lucky for me, we are, you know, really good friends. We're best of friends now. And, and it wasn't a fuck you for very long. Yeah. But that drove me yeah. into making, you know, a, a successful business. Yeah. And I, you know, I admire people who can make a successful business not from adversity, but I, I've got to say all of the best businesses that I know, the best business women that I know, all come from adversity. Yeah, and I think it's because you're not, you don't have fear in the same way. So whereas some of my contemporaries would have a fear of standing on a stage, I still have that fear, but I always think I've been through worse. Like, I can, I can do, if I could do that, I could do this. And so nothing really scares me. I can pretty much do any, force myself to do anything. And, um, and without, you know, I'll, I'll have the fear there, but it won't stop me. Whereas it will stop others. Yeah. yeah. And I think it does. Like, sticking two fingers up to somebody that told you you would never become anything or you're worthless, even if they don't see it, just knowing in your head that you're doing that, it's a great driver. And I think we should use it. <laughs> I, I think part of not feeling the fear for me is the fact that I, I don't care what other people think you know yeah. I, I'm not I'm not there for them yeah. you know I, I'm, I'm there to help that one person that's struggling I'm not there to help you know Nancy from when I was 13 who called me a fat cow I'm just really not there for you I'm, yeah. you know I'm, I'm sorry that you're still watching I'm sorry that you still care but I, I just don't <laughs> that's a, such a good way to think about it like once we get over that needing to please people needing to be liked um it all gets easier yep 100 percent. love it i love what you do yeah oh, well done <laughs> no i'm I, I literally just met you and i'm proud of you oh. um, <laughs> it's funny when you do that in business isn't it you're like oh i'm so proud of you well yeah. <laughs> so we're coming to the end of the podcast and we always end all podcasts with the eight mile moment so 
as I've said a thousand times in every podcast I've ever done, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. And I love um, Eminem and I love the um, Eight Mile. Nearly said Green Mile because Lisa last, um, whatever, oh, Karen last week said Eight Mile. I was like, no, uh, Green Mile. Green Mile. Eight Mile. I know. Yeah. Anyway. I know where you're going with it. It's the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> eight, I know. Got another podcast after this. Oh God. So, the, uh, yeah, the eight mile, he always does all these rap battles by saying, you know, I'm skinny, I'm white, and everything. all the worst things about him so that his opponent can't say anything about, back bad about him. Yeah. So, Lisa, yeah. what is your eight mile moment and what's the worst things about you? The worst things about me? Wow. I've never been asked that, but I quite like it. I think that if we're honest, I'm judgmental. I um I pretty much size somebody up in the first 15 seconds. It is something I'm working on, but I still do do it. Um, so I'd say it was that. I expect everybody to go at the speed I go at. So my husband says to me, it's crap working for you. <laughs> because when I do something wrong, you tell me I've done something wrong. When I do something brilliant, I wait for you to praise me. And you just go, oh, well, yeah, thanks. And you take it away. And I'm not good at praising people. I'm a bit like, that's your job, just do it. Um, you know that's you, 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 that's the only thing you have to do like my VA is like you never praise me and I'm like I'm paying you <laughs> I don't, and so I'm trying to be better at doing that and sending gifts just send gifts to them when they're happy um but yeah I'm not you need to, to do it. an automated message that goes out at the end of every week saying oh my god that was amazing <laughs> thank you thanks for everything you've done this week yeah I'm just, I don't even think of it and I know I need to get better at it. So that's not a good trait to have that I'm, I'm grateful. I just don't show it. Is it because you don't need the praise? Yeah, I don't need the praise. It wouldn't make me want to do more or less. I do it for an internal. Have you ever read the five love, love languages? No. Read the five love languages because it will be that you don't need words of affirmation. Yeah, whereas he does. Yeah, yeah, he does. And yeah. so I expect everyone to be like me. Obviously. Yes. 100% I swear to God every single week my mind is blown that people aren't the same as me because I'm as you've seen from my hands I'm a very visual person I can literally see what I'm talking about I thought everybody could so I'll be in a meeting going well we could do this or we could do this because I can literally see what I'm talking about and people go like what? what? <laughs> And it's only recently that I've gone, oh, I, I didn't know that you could. Isn't it that we're all so different? Like, it's fine. And I'm always telling people, like, we all have these flaws and, and I make people write down their flaws and write down the good qualities about themselves and then tell them they have to love all of it, including their flaws, because that's how it's built. That's how that core self-esteem is built. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. That was amazing. Oh. And definitely keep in touch. I'm going to get Naomi to sort out a dance class for us. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Okay. See you then. Thank you so much. <laughs> Catch you later. See you later. Bye.